Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and this week we are celebrating the 15th anniversary of Cloverfield, which happened on January 18th just a couple days ago, and I can't even believe it's been 15 years. Uh, I think I was probably most excited about this movie uh, with my good friend, Kurt, who has joined me once again from our just recently the Krampus episode. Kurt, welcome back. Yo, thanks, man. How's it going? Uh, Not too bad. Now, before we get to uh, Cloverfield, I did want to say, as of today, the Scream 6 trailer dropped, and I got to say, I was not a huge fan of the last movie. I liked some things. I've tried to force feed it down my throat, and it just hasn't happened, but I'd liked this trailer a lot. They're really stepping things up, aren't they? <laughs> it seems a lot more heightened and actually looks like they're doing something different, which is nice. Yeah, for once, it's not just, oh, it's a person underneath a mask. It's like a serious threat underneath that mask, it seems like. Yeah, like there's even a, a moment where <laughs> Ghostface, like, point blank, shoots someone with a shotgun in the face. Yeah, what the hell was that all about? <laughs> Blood goes all over in a convenience store, and I was like, damn. <laughs> it made me actually look forward to the movie. It should be fun. Yeah, like I maybe a change of venue is good. I mean, it didn't really work for uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, but most of that movie takes place on a boat, so it's a little misleading. Have you seen Jason Takes Manhattan? Of course I have. It's terrible. It's the worst. (laughs) He's on a boat the whole movie. I know it. I know it. I mean, at least he decapitates somebody with a punch, though. I mean, that scene is maybe the best in the whole series. Definitely a Mortal Kombat style uppercut. It was great. But uh, yeah, Scream 6, I'm excited for. So clearly there's going to be a podcast for it. But I was surprised because I the internet was like crazy about the last movie. Um, my Twitter has just been crazy with like, oh, can't wait for the Scream 6 trailer. I'm like, really? Because like the last one, I know people really liked it, but I thought it was just kind of mediocre. Yeah. But then I watched it. I've actually watched it twice. And I'm like, wow, I'm excited for this movie. I mean, it's got Jenna Ortega, who's the biggest thing going right now. And she doesn't look like she's 11 like she did in the last movie. (laughs) It's got Hayden Panettiere back, who is the best part of that her scream. So, yeah, and Scream 4, which I actually liked better than the last one. I think that one did a little bit better of what the last movie was trying to do, where it was trying to incorporate new people and old people. But no one seemed to care about Scream 4 for some (laughs) reason. But yeah, I'm excited. I think that's going to be fun. But let's talk about the main event for today. Cloverfield turns 15 years old. How can that be possible? It doesn't seem like it's real. I just snapped you the other day that they have it on sale on iTunes for the 15th anniversary. And I was like, what? How? <laughs> it hurt me in my soul. It really did. I mean, th- this came out just a couple months after we first met. Yeah. And I think this is one of the other than wrestling. This is one of the first things we like bonded over. It was Cloverfield. Yeah, it was a real weird time in college there with uh, my supervisor being like, oh, man, did you see the trailer for this movie? <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't good at my job. It was weird. But yeah, like it wasn't even like we were crazy about the actual movie, which ended up being really good. Thank goodness. But uh, just the buildup, I have never seen anything as mysterious as Cloverfield. Now, the viral marketing was just remarkable for this movie. He's coming. He's here. Let's go. It's 
for Rob. Say something to him before he leaves. Rob's awesome. I'm gonna miss it. Rob, have fun in Japan. You owe me $11. How are you gonna survive without Rob? He's like your main dude. Yeah, no. Hey, how am I gonna survive without you? I don't know, I'm like your main dude. Phone calls are pouring into the New York One newsroom as a thunderous, roaring sound. Do you see something on the roof? What animal sounds like that? Shaking everywhere, man. It's like tremors. Looks like you should have left town a little bit earlier. trailer shows almost nothing like you get a party atmosphere and then there's like an explosion you don't know what's going on all of a sudden the statue of liberty's head comes flying through the streets people are screaming going nuts and that's it they didn't tell you a title they just gave you a date and then like there's the characters ha all had myspace pages mm -hmm. that all ended on the date yep. the the date of the movie like the viral marketing on this thing i had never seen before there was 1808.com, which was the photos where you could like flip them over if you clicked and drug them and like shook them around. So they flip over and you get messages. Took you to the Slusho website. Oh, just insane. Yeah. Slusho, which is a JJ Abrams thing, came from uh, Alias originally. Mm -hmm. It's also used in Lost. Speaking of Lost, the Dharma Initiative logo flashes in the very beginning of this movie. Yep. So I don't know if you want to take that as this takes place in the same universe, but I'm going to say it does. Sure. Why not? But I mean, there were so many different websites that you could go to and like to get the I want to say to get the full story, but you still don't get the full story on exactly what's going on in the movie. It just gives you a little like background of what is kind of important, but you don't really need to know any of it. No, for sure. It's the uh, the added spice to the main dish of Cloverfield itself. Yeah, it's like when it's like when the Matrix came out and then there were going to be the sequels and they did the video game and they did the cartoon and all this stuff like you didn't have to necessarily look at any of that stuff to get more of the story. But it did like help with certain things. Yeah. And like I, it was all leading to like we we're trying to figure out like what what is the creature in this movie? Because the only thing we really knew is that there was definitely a monster involved. There was one part where the Internet thought it was a giant lion because the line in the trailer was. I saw it, it's alive, it's huge. But they mistook that for saying, I saw it, it's a lion, it's huge. I saw it, it's alive, it's huge! It definitely sounds like they say that. Yeah. In fact, that's a that's a reference that we still make every once in a while. <laughs> the lion is huge, whenever there's like a mystery or something. So speaking of the trailer, uh, I saw Transformers eight times in theaters. Half because Megan Fox, half because the Cloverfield trailer was before it. <laughs> I'm sorry. How many times again? Eight. Transformers? Yeah, the first one. <laughs> I left the theater the first time thinking, what the f is wrong with my life? <laughs> 
I saw it, every time I saw it was with Andy too, so it was even better. Yeah, you two were nuts for that movie. <laughs> I mean, it's the best of the series until Bum- Bumblebee came out, but like, God, it was so bad. But the, yeah, that was the first first time they showed anything was on the Transformers trailer. Good God! I mean, everything was downhill after this trailer. If you went and saw it with Transformers. <laughs> well, I mean, there was the part where Megan Fox was looking underneath the hood, which was pretty nice. But that's yeah. the only thing I can think of right now. You're right. And I've forgotten everything else that I was going to say. Uh, but with a movie like this, like the scary thing is that you actually go to it and then it's not as good. and It doesn't really live up. But then as the movie goes on, like you start in this party, you you meet everybody that they're they're saying farewell to Rob, who's going for a job. And was it Japan? Yeah, and that's like where a lot of like the viral marketing comes in and you learn a little bit about like the company he's going to, which again, total filler stuff you don't necessarily need to know, but it's like, oh, why are we why are we learning about his job? What is all this about? So we're at this party and we meet everybody. And one of the things I liked is like I recognize a lot of people because a lot of the actors that are in this did a lot of TV around that time. Yeah. I mean, I know I I had recognized Mike Vogel who plays Rob's brother. I didn't Rob look familiar, but I literally had never seen him in anything beforehand. No, um, Theo Rossi, who eventually would go on to be in Sons of Anarchy. I'd seen him in a few things here and there. Um, and then you had Lizzie Kaplan, who I'd seen her in a few things here and there, too. She's just like a friend of a friend that's there, <laughs> which <laughs> sucks what ends up happening with her. And then of course, yeah, T.J. Miller, who is the narrator of the movie, who's you know videotaping this whole thing. And he really wasn't, you know, that famous at that point either. No. And then like this craziness happens before uh, right before though uh rob's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend shows up beth and she has a, a date and then rob's like well i'm gonna go cry for the rest of this party <laughs> relatable relatable yeah and then all of a sudden uh all the power goes out there's like an explosion they go up to the roof boom a bigger explosion and then it's just chaos for the next like 75 minutes dude that movie does not stop being so awesome no, once it starts, it just goes full speed ahead. And, you know, the best part is like, like we were saying with the marketing, you never really got a full, real grandiose shot of the monster. Mm-hmm. And even when by the time the credits roll, you still never get like a full frame shot of exactly what this thing is. No, there's a couple, you know, little sneak peeks, obviously. Like when they're yeah, you up. get some you get some good ones, but like Yeah, the- but nothing huge. You don't see the scale of it really. You don't see all of its limbs all at once. You don't really see its face all that well. It's just no. good stuff. No. Basically, I mean, if you've never seen Cloverfield, it's essentially a Godzilla just from the street level, from literally the point of view of the people, and it never gets like those big old shots where it's like attacking the city. Like hmm. you just see glimpses of destruction. And bits and pieces of this creature throughout the whole thing. Like you see something in between two buildings, like after the Statue of Liberty's head comes flying. Yep. I, I still can never tell exactly what that is. I think it's like its back legs, maybe tail. I don't know. Tail. Yeah, I, it's very confusing. And then there's a scene where they're on the bridge where some of the group gets separated. And Rob's brother gets killed by the, the by Cloverfield's giant tail coming down and destroying the bridge. Yep. I think it's a tail. But it's like this weird kind of sea creature insect looking thing that you just see bits and pieces throughout the whole thing and i i love that that it's so like it really does stick to that rule of like no no we're on the ground we're only going to see what somebody might be able to get through a video camera while chaos is happening like one of the craziest most innovative ideas that really hasn't been done again that i can think of if this movie wouldn't have happened it wouldn't have been successful 
I don't know that we would have got Godzilla in like 2014 or whatever year that was. Sure. Because it kind of followed a similar thing of like, no, we're never going to quite get a great shot of the monster. We're not going to get the full clear thing of of what's going on, even though by the time by the second time you watch that Godzilla movie, you like you really want to see more of Godzilla. <laughs> but with this, like, I think it's almost better that it's kind of in shadows or behind smoke or, you know, getting missiles shot at it by the army like that army scene where you, they go around a corner and then there's tanks shooting Dude. and they turn around and boom, there's the monster. Like one, that is super startling. And again, you only get a little bit of it. It's marvelous for sure. Cloverfield was like the street they were on. It was just a mystery, like place setting name. And then they just never changed it. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. It's like Phil Collins song. The studio was only supposed to be a temp word. Yeah, right. It, it makes no sense in the story whatsoever to call this Cloverfield. It has nothing to do with anything. But then also there's little creatures that are on Cloverfield, like these little parasites yeah. that uh, are also terrifying. They look like little cricket monsters. Yeah. And then there's the the scene like in the subway uh, where they're all in the subway tunnels. Then you like just hear ah. crawling around. And it's pitch black. There's some things very horrible. That's around the time where... Unfortunately, one of the only people we know, Lizzie Kaplan, gets bit at that point. Oh. And like she just slowly, progressively gets more sick as the movie goes on. Did you call that sick or what, did she like deteriorate from the inside? Maybe deteriorate. Yeah, that might be a better way to say it. Yes. Um, until she eventually just it flat out explodes. No, oh, just pops like a balloon. Just boop. And like the worst part about like this for everybody involved that follows Rob is he's literally just going to save Beth who went to her apartment. Yeah, Like he's just like going to save this girl who he's no longer with. Everyone follows with him like dum-dums. We got you. We got your back, Rob. We'll go help. Like, no, yeah. let's just go out of the city and survive. When they do, Beth is impaled oh. in uh, her father's apartment, I believe which is just brutal. And what I love about that scene is like one, they encounter more of these little parasites, yeah. uh, which again, from a, just a POV of a camera lens, that's it's terrifying. And it really reminded me of a video game, that scene. Cause like, it's all like tipped over kind of like it's slanted and they go to the apartment cause it's like falling over and out of the window, you can see the monster as clear as you, as you we've ever seen at that point, right. Going through like the buildings and getting attacked and, fighting back and uh again we don't really know anything about it in fact is by the time the movie ends you don't know anything really about the creature no. um just that it's causing insane amounts of chaos in new york city then lizzie kaplan gets taken away by the army you see her by a sheet and she just blows up like a gusher it's disgusting <laughs> it is terrible it is an awful awful thing shortly after they eventually get on uh, a helicopter and this is like really at the end of the movie. I mean, it's just this movie moves so fast. I watched it like maybe a month ago and I forgot how quickly this movie just like like we said before, once it starts, it just goes. Sure. And they get up in the air and you see the Cloverfield monster roaming around again. And it just a bunch of bombs get dropped and there's just smoke. And then the nice jump scare and you kind I mean, you know, it's coming. Yep. you know, it's about to happen. But then it jumps out of the smoke. And hits the helicopter. And what I love is like when it's going down, there is a brief shot of King Kong from 1933 in the window of the helicopter. No kidding. Yeah, it's as it's going, King Kong on the Empire State Building. That's awesome. In one in one frame. Dude, that uh, helicopter and, crash gave me such anxiety. Oh my god, I bet. Yeah. It's just <laughs> I think I saw a trivia thing on this movie that like there were about a hundred cases of people getting sick in the theater 
from all the fast motion of the uh, of of the found footage. I believe it, dude. The, so the helicopter is going down, and like you can see the ground coming at you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's no good. I hate it. <laughs> it, it yeah, I would. I, I would not like a like a VR version of that. Would be terrifying, dude. At the end, though, we get the a good shot of the face and kind of the upper body of the monster as it picks up HUD and mm. eats it. And <laughs> I, I love that moment because it's like, oh, I'm getting a clear shot of Cloverfield. Not really. You're still not getting the full thing. But like if you piece everything together, you kind of see that it's this weird insecty creature from the ocean type of situation. Yeah. And then, then you find out like, you know, years later or even afterwards, like, oh, this is a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our plan for just a baby that that is scared and doesn't know where it's at. And they said they were in, that was the mindset they always had when they made it. And they thought of like what happens when a baby elephant gets scared. It starts like thrashing into everything. Sure. And that was their mindset when they created the the creature as far as why it's doing what it's doing. Because you know we don't learn anything. Um, and then Beth and and Rob are together, and I believe like a tunnel in Central Park. Yep. hiding out and then you hear sirens of probably nukes coming hammer down and, protocol they're gonna blow the entire place to smithereens and then uh and then that's that's all we get to really see then they they do a, like a flashback clip of beth and and rob on a ferris wheel on like their perfect day together or something coney island and there's a hidden object in the background where something's falling from the sky into the ocean and that's that's essentially the only origin you have of of the monster but you don't even um, know that's the origin like you just you see it or you don't yeah and literally i watched that clip over and over again and for some reason i didn't i couldn't see it so i don't know if my eyes have just become super <laughs> as i've gotten older i'm like where is it i know it's right here unless the clip i was watching online was like zoomed in i don't know but i didn't see that part and i was really annoyed because i've wanted to because uh, recently matt reeves has been talking about it again who directed the movie about you know, they're trying to do a direct sequel. They never have. And that's the weird thing about the franchise, too, is like they sort of took it in a Twilight Zone direction where they have 10 Cloverfield Lane and the Cloverfield Paradox, which are related by the name only. No, Paradox is really Paradox directly somewhat involves the Cloverfield monster. where You see like a giant big version of it yeah. at the very end. But like, yeah, they they're movies that are in the same universe kind of but not really paradox tries to combine everything but i actually personally i think 10 cloverfield lane is is a better movie but i don't think i've ever gotten as into the idea of a movie than i have with cloverfield no, like it was just so you had to I, I wanted to know everything about it it's a special case of like catching the imagination beyond just hey i want to watch this movie yeah, plus it was like J.J. Abrams produced. I mean, that it, it was basically his name on everything. And at the time, like, that dude was at the height of his powers. Oh, like, sure. he had lost firing on all cylinders. Alias had just gotten over. I think he had just done Mission Impossible 3. And that was a pretty, that was, did better than people expected it to do. So, like, he was a pretty big name at this point. And the fact that he was doing this mysterious movie that no one knew anything about. I mean, there were speculations like crazy that it was a Voltron movie and all sorts of stuff, which ended up being kind of crazy. But I love, I love the idea of, of the monster movie from the ground level. I mean, it was just so something we had literally never seen before. I want to say it's innovative, but like the idea has always been there. Like, yeah. It's it's not revolutionary, but damn. No, but it was really never executed this way either. Yeah. 
and the way that they like refuse to give you a clear shot of the creature the whole movie it's so frustrating but at the same time it's like that's probably a really good idea because it keeps it fresh in your mind of like what did i just see (laughs) and now it's 15 years later and i'm like i still want more and supposedly we're gonna get another one like no more of this it's a spiritual sequel and it's just got cloverfield in the title but it's like a legit gonna be another one but they don't they haven't said how or why or what the story is gonna be yet so they did halloween the way that Halloween was supposed to be done where they had like a disconnected sequel. Yeah. Still really good. And then paradox is just the worst. <laughs> yeah. We we were texting about it yesterday. And like, I, the coolest thing about that is they did it out of nowhere. I mean, I knew they were making a movie that was going to be involved and it was called the God particle at one point. That's right. Yeah. And then they just dropped the trailer during the Super Bowl, and they said it's the Cloverfield Paradox. You're like, wait, what? And it comes out after the game. You're like, you got to be me. What? <laughs> I watched that thing after the game and then never watched it again because it was so I did. Bad. I was so tired. <laughs> God, I was exhausted. Except if I remember right, that was a long game. Uh, probably. I don't remember which game it was. But... I don't either. I literally, the day after the Super Bowl, I don't remember who was even in it. <laughs> I'm just there for the event, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fun. I'll pick one of these teams. And then the next day, I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I watched what yesterday? Tom Brady again? <laughs> Crazy. It probably was Tom Brady, honestly. But yeah, then the movie came out and it's like something happens in space where it deals with multiple, like uh, kind of like a multiverse type of situation. Yeah, I think. Sure. Whatever. I don't and then I don't know. But it, part of the movie, which clearly you can tell things that were filmed to tie into Cloverfield. Yes. Because it really doesn't tie very well into the rest of the movie. Right. Like it was clearly added. Who, okay, was there like a famous comedian in that one too? Like a TJ Miller-esque person? Uh, uh, The guy from the IT crowd is in it. Um, That's it, yes. I can't remember his name, but he's also in Bridesmaids. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of. He was like one of the main characters and i gotta look it up because it's gonna drive me absolutely insane um chris o'dowd yep okay yeah and then daniel Bruhl from uh captain america is in it yep so there's i mean there's lots of people that i recognize in it <laughs> i could not tell you what happens in it i don't remember do we have um, to watch this movie no nah, probably not okay <laughs> i have wanted to watch 10 cloverfield lane ever since the pandemic happened Oh yeah, I watched that one on a regular. That's in regular rotation for me. That's, it's a great movie, and I love the like the twist of it being like an alien invasion movie at the end, even though you're not sure that it's gonna be. Yeah, and then boom, there it is, and that, and then no aliens that were anything like Cloverfield, but it's well, no. it's got kind of that same sort of idea. Didn't Matt Reeves just say that the monster in Cloverfield is alien? Yeah, like he just did an interview and said that that little thing that falls from the sky is, I, I think he said it was like the Cloverfield egg, maybe. And this thing like wakes up in the ocean, which I'd always heard a theory and I thought it was proven that like a satellite falls into the ocean and it like wakes up these creatures, which ends up being the the baby Cloverfield. And like it was already here the whole time, but I have no idea. But Matt Reeves says it is an alien. And since he directed it, I got to say he probably knows what he's talking about. The satellite theory sounds too much like Godzilla. It does. I mean, the whole thing's pretty Godzilla ish. I can't believe it's been 15 years since Cloverfield came out. It's so crazy. It's like lasted this long. It's still so good. It is. And the 10 Cloverfield Lane, very good. Again, Paradox, go ahead and skip it. It's not necessary. The Rewatch Podcast is an alpha media production. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We're almost on tape. We got like three seconds left. What do you want to say? What do you want to say? Last thing to begin.